Hello, folks. More teachable moments. This is Novit Hollerback. We need to talk about Patreon, but first off, related to Patreon, we have to talk about the future of both NHK, the BBC, and PBS. We need to talk about each three companies' futures. You know the history. I talked about this last season on Beyond This Earth. And we have to talk about it a little bit more because this coronavirus and the effects upon this particular virus and the way it's affected news gathering, entertainment, public television is myriad. And one of the aspects we need to discuss in that particular sense is the way they get their funding. Both the BBC, NHK, and many other public entities, public stations all over the world, put a little bit of a tax on every single television that is bought. That tax goes towards their budget, development of newer technologies for television, such as HD technologies, and other particular things as well, plus documentaries with help from the other sources, uh, such as the way they do it for PBS with Ken Burns, and they are allowed to, um, he's allowed to build all these particular um, services, as it were, for PBS and other particular entities as well, and, and, and mostly for PBS, but other documentarians do it for their own public television services all over the world. But there has been a problem. There has been issues concerning with bias all around the, those entities as well, especially with NHK News in Japan, the BBC in Britain, both on the left and on the right, and with PBS, especially with the changes with the news hour after Lara have left, and even during when Lara and McNear was there, there has been accusations of bias in those particular news entities as well. Sometimes those biases were tried to be fits with newer and with newer um sponsors such as the Koch Foundation coming in to give a more of a bias, give them more fairness to this particular perceived bias when it was come to Paula Kerger and her defense of PBS and all the rest of them, the rest of their, um, the way they do their business. It was that as done as well, but now it's been more of Ford Foundation, more of the old guard of the, um, intelligentsia. Well, many of them called themselves the cathedral, if you want to say it. Uh, a lot of the alt-right folks called them the vampire cathedral. Um, Curtis Yavin, um, missive, if you want to call it in that particular sense, and how he calls the intelligentsia of the American modern, uh, modern identity, as it were, American modern, um, neoliberalism, if you want to put it, put it in that particular terms. Um, let's put it in this particular, um, way. 
the BBC is in humongous trouble because the tax is not being paid. The NHK is in bigger trouble because of the same reason. PBS is in bigger trouble because several years ago, they lost KPBS, which is now under a completely different entity, as it were. KPBS is one of the places where they a lot of Hollywood came over to do their fun drives outside of the New York feeder set, which was more in... Um, and net, net, that's channel 13 in New York. That's WNIT, which used to be the former name of National Education Television, which was the former name for PBS. But this was the entity, as it were, that brought about the KPBS 40 years ago, that brought, helped brought about what we now call PBS. And with Paul Kirker's leadership in that particular entity, she lost that particular station and that pretty much ended any sort of chance for um, her to stay long. Even though in many sense, a lot of people feel as though that Paul Kirker has done some successful things with this particular, with PBS it has been under assault, and now they have gone towards more of the woke end of these things, especially with trying to make sure that Sesame Street stays on an even keel, even though a lot of the new um, work that HBO and Warner Brothers are doing with uh, Sesame Street will not air on the net main network of PBS or the PBS kids digital service that they have now put up and without the star that is Sesame street, it has become very difficult for them to justify their existence outside of Ken Burns, uh, yearly documentaries in the many subjects of America. But a lot of people have also said once Kim Burns is gone, do they have anybody left to take over the mantle? Well, there was some interesting stuff from Independent Lads recently that had to deal with Pepe the Frog. And interesting enough, I keep mentioning this person's name by the name of John Michael Greer. And he was prominently in this film, especially towards the end. And... If you wanted to find a replacement for Ken Burns, can't do no better than this particular film, which shows the hypocrisies of a lot of left-wing culture and how right-wing culture began to insert itself in politics and how left-wing entities continue to fail in their fight against these perceived right wing. Um, and one of the things that I have begun to, and one of the things that you have begun to see in this particular film, especially with the way they're using memes, these are the same entities that have helped Biden. I mentioned this a while back 
These are the same entities that are helping Biden in trying to get elected. It, these are also the same people that are helping in what did we call the Russian um, lie. The lie that Donald Trump in the 2016 election was helped by Putin in order for him to get elected. They're, they are the ones that told him, they said, look, there's nothing we can do about these memes, this, that, and the other thing. You can talk to the ADL, all the rest of it. A lot of this thing stuck to my crawl, and in the back of my mind, I knew these people that showed him about these memes, those people that showed it to him, they were the danger. They were more dangerous, ultimately, than anything that had been perceived to be used by 4chan and then the whole lot of it. They were the ones with the danger because of what their politics and the people around them and their politics were talking about. It's scary. But you need somebody to take over for Ken Burns and the people that did that film. They they could be they could do some fantastic things. But without but Ken Burns as of right now without Sesame Street, without all the other things that make PBS PBS, Ken Burns is PBS. Without him, there is nothing. Excuse me. People pay to see him. People donate to PBS to see him. And, but the unfortunate reality is, and it's connected to Patreon is, is that once you have that type of star, you only stay with that type of star. You only know that type of star. One of the shocking things that people have to realize is that subscription services can only last for so long before they move into another stage. And the stage that we are heading, especially with Patreon, and a lot of people have been worried about the future of Patreon and all the rest of these things, is that Patreon have, is going to start front-running has to sell itself in order to sell the subscription services. A similar thing is going to happen to PBS. There is not enough money and not enough donations to cover the cost and the exorbitant cost of somebody like a Florentine Films and Ken Burns and all the other things they want to do in that particular sense. So one of the futures I said last year was that each of the four networks, similar to what they do with C-SPAN, has to put a certain amount of money in a kitty in order to feed, in order to give to PBS so it could succeed. A similar thing may have to happen with the cable services in that in Britain in order to get rid of the tax in order to make sure that the entities, that their users don't have to pay over, over the amount, that they're going to have to give some of their sources and some of their um, 
uh, some of their budget to help the BBC and in turn ITV and others. That also being said, a certain thing may have to happen with the NHK in that particular sense. Do NHK, BBC, and PBS need to be sold off? In the future, it might happen. And I think that other entities, as it were, might give it a chance to uh, help it survive in the future. I think that one of the reasons why that PBS never became one of the bigger networks, only became a network for the liberals and never became a network for everybody and and didn't have shows that, well, they had Dallas and Abbey, but that was more of a BBC thing. And one of the things that I believe that hurt, that will hurt PBS in the future is that you have a culture and a society where they are trying to play fast and loose with the future of their audience. And can woke survive the changes that will soon come? No. But what PBS can do, and I think that they really need to have more of a sense that they got to ride Ken Burns and they got to do what Ken Burns got to do. Is that I don't know what they, the other issues in the round of world. I think I know what the situation that is with NHK World really is, is that I think NHK World is trying to be too wet, not Americanized because of NHK World overall. They try to be more Westernized and more Americanized. And they try to use this concept of diversity and all the rest of these things in the wrong way, in the wrong sense that get a lot of Japanese pissed off. And I see it on Twitter and other places in social media that they don't really trust their media now. And it's going to get worse if this thing happens with Trump does become successful, which there may be a possibility it might happen. And they will be seen the same way the American side is being seen as a form of the drama and the bullshit. So one of the things that needs to take place in one sense is that they need to develop new rules for these public television stations. And one of the ways we can solve a lot of the issues is that the EI laws, the television laws, they must be revoked. And in turn, all the credits, the credits that PBS had, which gives them a lot of money, and they need to do an audit from 1990 up to the present day of all the credits PBS has. And if these credits turn out to be that they got free technology, free all these things and whatnot, then there needs to be an account of what they did with this money. And if they don't put an account of what they did with this money or they did something shady with this money, with all these credits they were given, 
Then it is high time for them to get rid of Paula Kerger. They need to replace her with somebody that Ken Burns knows, trusts, believes that can do a better job. They need to get somebody that will be a more news-oriented person, even though they lost Gwen Eiffel. And they need to make and they need to put Julie Woodworth into a, a more of a, a amateurious role. They need to get rid of the person that's doing the weekend edition. There shouldn't be a weekend edition of the PBS News Hour. They need to get either somebody from a honest source that is willing to do the right thing and is willing to see things on an even keel, make their names known, and return the news hour as the news hour and no longer the PBS news hour and bring back and bring back the old team. None of this is working. None of it is working. It's gotta change. So that's one of the changes that need to be done. Same BBC, a lot of it need to be changed. I don't think it has the money to do any of these shows. I still think it can do great jobs with sports and all the rest of it, but it gotta be sold soon. I think some American entities will buy it out in the future. I don't expect that American entity to do too much to it, but it could be a possibility that the BBC America might take over more and more of the operations of the main BBC network as it tries to figure out a way to survive in the future. But these fintech companies with Patreon, I make sure that you got to understand this. It is not going to work. The entities that are going to survive have a physical product. They basically have to have a physical product they need to sell and a physical place to sell. We're going back to physical experiences right after this COVID disaster ends. It may not take, it may be two years, it may be a while back, it may be a while yet, but we're going back to physical experiences with the changes that need to be done in these buildings. I am going to warn everyone here, as long as you have these Patreon there, and, and Patreon is basically ran, ran by large families of whales who are or connected to large amounts of wealth that just want to spend their gotten gains, ill-gotten or otherwise, on these entities like Chavo, like Chavo Trap House, like Sea uh, Town, like Vosh and his people and his scary antics. And they are willing to give hundreds of thousands of dollars, these large whales, $200 and $300 a month to these entities that don't make entertaining shows for nobody to watch. It's not entertaining. It's just not. So 
something to think about in teachable moments. This is Nova the Hollaback. Thank you for listening. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts and radio shows. We will see you guys next time on Teachable Moments. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you guys soon.